0: This is Food First Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state, and by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for listening. When is a charity more than a charity? A charity is more than a charity when it can significantly impact the bottom line of a business while still staying true to its mission. Few charities will be able to move beyond their charitable mandates, but the few who can will find opportunity to multiply their influence, impact, and create sustainable sources of revenue that could take their effectiveness to a whole new level and ensure their place in the community for the foreseeable future. Pilots, projects, and programs come and go in the nonprofit world the way fashion changes each season. The sustainability of these well-intentioned, often robust plans is the cause for much consternation among leaders of the nonprofit world and funders alike. Positioning yourself or your organization to become more than we started out to be is a huge challenge. The journey is filled with the challenge that seems insurmountable, but also for those who traverse this myriad of difficulty will find themselves positioned like few others. The leaders of an industry that not only measures profitability, but perhaps equally important weighs impact. This is the journey that is before us and the members of the Food Bank Council of Michigan. It is not a journey we are taking alone. The next frontier for greater impact lies within the massive world of healthcare. And today we talk with a person who stands out in this field, sees the potential of a partnership that goes beyond charity and how it benefits the patients, populations, and payers a unique future that has the potential to further the mission of both caregivers and charitable organizations like food banks. Jerry Brisson joins me next when we welcome Pamela Yeager, the Director of Social Mission of Blue Cross Blue Shield Michigan to discuss the positive potential of partnership between the worlds of healthcare and helping others. You come back and be with us in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. As promised, Jerry Brisson joins me with our friend and colleague, Pamela Yeager, the Director of Social Mission for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Jerry, welcome. But Pam, we're really glad to have you.
1: Well, thank you so much. I am really glad to be here. And I appreciate you giving me a chair at the table in this discussion, even though it's virtual. So thank you.
0: Oh, it's great to have you. Jerry, you're looking uh, just you got the color of hunger on today.
2: I do. It's my orange. It's my orange Gleaner shirt. It's it's very um, visible. <laughs> I could go deer hunting in this shirt to give you're, some you're, kind of sense of what it is.
0: <laughs> well, with the weather today, you may actually be able to go deer hunting today. Yeah. So,
2: More importantly, though, I got the Food First banner up in my office. And man, does it look good. I love that banner i yeah. wish people could see it it's it's got food first it's got this cute you know young girls drinking a glass of milk and it talks about creating a food secure state and it just reminds me of why we're here anyway so it was fun to to get that thing up i've had it for a while but i haven't put it up and i like it i really like it
0: it looks great it looks great so pam introduce yourself to our audience here and um you you are the director of social mission for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, and you and I served together on the governor's food security council. So tell us how you got here and why food security is so important to you.
1: Well, thank you for for saying that. I You know, um, I'm here, I think in my role at, at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, which is overseeing our social mission, which is really, uh, Social mission is really guides how we do business at Blue Cross. It's really how we look to opportunities to make health care more affordable, improve the quality of care and improve the health status of Michigan, our, not only our members, but also uh, Michigan uh, residents in the communities that we serve across the state. And so we do a lot of work in um, addressing social determinants of health. We have a history of a commitment to addressing the social determinants of health, and in particular, uh, addressing food security and uh and wanting to ensure that people have access to fresh fruits and vegetables, healthy foods that improve their health overall. And you know, I if it's okay with you, I'd like to just share some of the really impactful work that we've been doing over the years. Um, some of our signature programs include our commitment to uh, free clinics across the state. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the largest private supporter of free clinics in Michigan, and we've been doing that now for 17 years. In fact, we're launching a program today for the. Uh, 2021 program, Uh, and it's really our opportunity to provide access to care for the uninsured and the underinsured, but it also, it goes beyond just the medical care that patients receive. We also work with our uh, safety net providers to uh, guide them and make sure that they're providing uh, resources to their patients uh, that go beyond medical care, and so certainly improving access and making sure that they're connecting patients to Uh, referrals for food and access to food and uh, and working in their communities and having close connections with their food banks is a really important part of the work that's going on in those clinics and what we work with them on. And then we also have uh, one of our other signature programs is our Building Healthy Communities program where we partner with multiple statewide organizations across the state uh, to provide uh, children with um, access to physical activity, healthy eating, and also uh, improving their mental health and well-being. And so that's another area where we look to ensure that schools have programs in place and support resources to help them improve, you know, the school lunch program and, and teach them about healthy eating and providing them with access to fresh fruits and vegetables and fresh food that uh, improves their health overall. And so there's just a couple of the examples of the things that we're doing. We, you know, we have been working across the state Uh, on efforts to improve access to uh, uh, food and address food security in communities, particularly in light of the COVID pandemic, uh, where we just really work to mobilize, you know, access in communities um, to uh, improving their needs for food and and addressing some of the challenges that uh, people have been facing, which has really uh, just been elevated uh, by the spotlight that COVID has placed on this issue, but certainly has been around for quite some time.
2: Well, we believe in all those things. I mean, you know, I've, I'm doing a little cheer on this side of the uh, of the uh, phone because uh, you know it's uh, it's so important what you just described—access and and people really thinking of their food as part of their health and and part of how they stay healthy. I mean, one of the biggest reasons that people need emergency food is a health problem of some kind that they're trying to manage. And as soon as a person has a, uh, especially a chronic health problem, not only does it take money to, to solve it, but it also takes time. And time, I mean, really is money in so many ways. And so if you're trying to manage getting your kids back and forth to school and other things, and you're trying to manage a job and, and you're already close to poverty sometimes access to, to healthy food is a real challenge. How do you get where you need to go and, and how do you make sure that you can afford it and how do you balance all the trade-offs in your life? And so the things that you mentioned in terms of the free clinics and the, the building healthy communities, especially for the kids and an awareness of how COVID has impacted people's lives, those are all really important to our work and we're grateful that you're, you're in the fray.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for saying that we are too. And I think it's important. I think, you know, we've talked, I've heard you guys talk in the show a little bit about making sure that everyone has a chair at the table, right? And so it really means like ensuring that all stakeholders uh, and we all play a role, whether it's, you know, the healthcare industry or education or government, we all have a a role and a seat at the table that uh, it's going to take in order for us to solve this problem. And I think that's partly what the, uh, what Governor Whitmer intended with the Food Security Council and just making sure that she brought together uh, a broad range of perspectives on how to tackle this issue and so I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of that uh, conversation a part of that table so to speak and I know I know you are too Dr. Phil I know that you're very passionate about the issue and I think we're making just incredible progress with that I, I you know it's just amazing to me I spend a lot of my time in those conversations just listening and learning about what, you know, in the roles that we play, we think we have answers. We think we have solutions. And then you go to those conversations with the Food Security Council and you just learn that there is so much more beyond what you actually understand in this complicated issue, uh, you know, related to this complicated issue. And so uh, it's just been a great experience so far.
0: It's been it has been I mean, the group that um, that governor whitmer and her appointments team led by uh gita uh, dagler is is put together a phenomenal group of people to which jerry just recently yeah. presented to Great. um yep. and uh so so you're right i mean it's as soon as you think you you know something then you find out you you don't know near as much as you thought you did and uh, yep. one of the things jerry says on the show quite often is uh the the less you know about a problem the easier it is to solve uh, so, <laughs> that's great.
1: <right. laughs> yeah, that's you know, so, true, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the more we learn, and one of the things that I've learned, and talking about access from this experience of uh, the Food Security Council, has been a population that I probably didn't think enough about before the Food Security Council that really struggles with access, and that would be uh, the Native American population. Um, we have Michelle Schulte from um, the UP uh, that is representing uh, some of the, the, the tribal communities. And it has like been, wow. And then folks with, that are uh, struggling with disabilities. We've not done good, a good enough job creating access for these special populations. And uh, it kind of, you know, breaks my heart because I want us to be great. I want us to be excellent. Uh, for all the people that need us uh, across all across the state, and that is you're right, Pam. That is our mission at the Food Security Council. So, um, you know, when we come back in a minute, I want us to talk a little bit about that that work group that you're uh, serving on, which you know, ironically, is healthcare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, but I I think we all see a envision a future where um, we're we're more than just charity um you know that we're we really become partners and uh i want us to talk about that and what you see jerry likes to frame it and what what what's some of the most exciting things that you see in the future and so when we come back after this break let's talk about some of those things that uh i know you and jerry have had lots of conversations about through uh recent uh, years and, and months. So we're back. Pam Yeager is our guest. She is the manager, the director for the social mission for Blue Cross Food Shield of Michigan. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. And we're all three back in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Pam Yeager is with us today, the director for social mission for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and also a member of the governor's food security council. Jerry Brisson is here in his glowing uh, hunger orange. And uh, (laughs) Jerry, you know, I heard a lot from Pam in that first uh, segment that I really liked, and I think has a lot of, um, what, you know, cross-referencing. She's speaking our language, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
2: Uh, Well, and, of course, we we believe that this is a solvable problem. But one of the reasons we believe it is there's smart people who come alongside us who, from their mission and perspective, add tremendous value to the work. And as we talk more together about what each of us are doing, we get smarter. And the depth of our understanding increases, and the possible solutions become more readily understood, and and so that's how it works, you know. So that's the whole food security council. But certainly, what Pam has been doing at at Blue Cross Blue Shield for a long time, and uh, and as you said, we've talked about a couple things, and 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 all of the things we've talked about are interesting and and help us grow a little bit smarter in uh, what's the next big thing that we have to do so I know that leads right into the the healthcare care work group you're you're part of in the food security council and so it'd be great to hear some of the things that are happening there and and maybe even some of the ideas that you think are emerging from that conversation or at least interesting topics that seem to be getting priority
1: yeah well and I think um I think that the work that we're doing in the Food Security Council is just that, and that is to lead to the next big thing that we need to do, right? It's really, we, we're doing a lot in, in food security uh, in Michigan, the work that you guys are doing, the work that we're doing at Blue Cross, uh, partnerships with food banks, partnerships with schools, um Partnerships with, you know, community-based organizations to improve access to care, but that's not enough, right? And we know that. And I think the role that the Food Security Council is playing is tr- is trying to help us as a state come up with the right solutions that allow people to gain access to food at the right place at the right time in the way that they need it, right? And so that's uh, that's a big part of what we're trying to accomplish in the in the healthcare work group. That I'm co-chairing along with Lori Salatoro from the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. We have just an excellent team of folks on that uh, work group, uh, really pushing the needle, pushing the buttons. I think on you know what are the issues that uh, we're facing, you know, in terms of as healthcare stakeholders, and how can we play a role, and what should that role be? Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're challenged with. Is you know, what is not just in healthcare, what is everyone's role? We talked about this a few minutes ago. What is the role of education? What is the role of government? What is the role of community based organizations? What is the role of healthcare? And how, and I, I love that the Food Security Council has broken up into work groups to sort of tackle that and, and then ultimately bring together a collective uh, thoughts and recommendations around how we solve this problem in Michigan and what we can recommend to the governor our group though you know healthcare is complicated um food security is complicated and 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 i think that we just work hard to try to address the different programs that are out there right now we're evaluating you know what's working what what programs are working in healthcare there's a lot of prescription for health programs we at blue cross blue shield in michigan have supported prescription for health programs michigan health endowment fund has um, food as medicine programs i know that um that uh, dr Opal is working on some food as medicine initiatives. Um, And so we're looking at, we're spending some time evaluating what programs are out there um, and what programs are working and what role healthcare can play in them. Uh, as well as looking at the role that Medicaid can play in improving access to to food for individuals and so you know I think we're exploring we're looking at what other states are doing Uh, we're evaluating what North Carolina has done um, and what uh, Rhode Island is doing and Washington State looking at different uh, programs that are happening across the country in terms of improving access to food for individuals and utilizing um, innovative tools that allow us to do that so I'm speaking specifically to um, the opportunity to consider a Medicaid waiver, right? An, an 1115 waiver to provide some flexibility in Medicaid that might allow us to do some things to address social determinants of health, including food security. And so we're doing we're in the process of evaluating these different pieces, um, looking at programs that are working and trying to determine how best to make some recommendations around what the role that uh, stakeholders in the healthcare industry can play um and i think that it's it's a it's a really uh interesting process but it's also challenging listening to the various different the various perspectives um, on who should be doing what and who can do do things differently Uh, and i'm looking forward to you know i'm looking forward to putting these recommendations together and sharing them with the food security council the entire work group as a whole um but we we've got some work to do. We're, we're in that process. It's definitely, you know, an undertaking that we feel privileged to be a part of. Uh, it's a wonderful group of, of people and a fun group for sure that we've been able to work really well together. Um, and it's, um, it's something that I think ultimately is going to produce some recommendations that will be incredibly helpful to, to the governor and to the state of Michigan.
2: You know, I just want to, uh, you say the words eleven fifteen waiver and there is a uh I'm gonna say a basement full of information that's yeah. underneath that term, right? I mean yeah. we, we talk about things like waivers because it's related to legislation, right? It's related to the laws that govern how healthcare works and what it's allowed to pay for and and particularly the, the part of healthcare that the government actually Supports and so those waivers are important tools for states to have more flexible funding that are usually attached to outcomes you know they're they're saying we want to we want the population to be healthier. How do we know they're going to be healthier right Well we know because we're going to do this and then this is going to happen and we're going to do this and this is going to happen and one of the exciting things about those conversations is it really focuses in on impact we know we can have a greater impact if we think a little bit differently about how services are provided so just wanted to add a little bit of flavor to what that is because i think it i think it's a really important idea as we as we take a system that's large and well-established and has certain ways that it has to do things both because of practice and because of law and to say now how do we start to break that into chunks where we know we could do better if and certainly addressing the social determinants of health is one of those. And for us in the food bank work and in the work of seeing people out in the community who still struggle with this issue, these are big steps in the right direction. So it's very, very exciting to us to to hear about this and to and to think about the possibilities that come with it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think too though, I just I don't wanna I just wanna stress too the um, the challenge with all of those things like there's no easy solution and even, you know, even with a, an 1115 Medicaid waiver, you know, you have to look at it. You do look at outcomes, but you also have to consider that there can't be any additional costs to the state. So no additional burden to implement things like that. And so how do you how do you do that in a way that um, you know, accomplishes our objective, which is, you know, having a meaningful impact, ensuring that people do have access to care or to uh, to food in this case, but then um, also not costing us more in the long run, right? Because it's all about, you know, yeah. what it's going to yeah. cost to take to do to address all, all, all of these issues around social determinants of health. Yeah, um, and so funds
2: are not unlimited, right? I mean, right. We, we can't think that the solution is going to be more, 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 more all the time. Sometimes right. it has to be better, 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 better. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. That's right. Well, and, you know, but I, but, you know, we talk a lot about hope, right? Especially during this pandemic, like just having hope. And I, I have hope and I firmly believe that we can identify solutions that will help us get there Um, and that's really the role of this healthcare work group that's what we're charged with is looking at what those solutions are and proposing them and uh, while we're still in that process of evaluating and making some recommendations we're not there yet we have some work to do but it's been an exciting process i'm learning a lot about uh you know just the different things that can be done the different programs that others other organizations are engaged in and how do you how do you uh integrate sort of the community-based programs, the grant-making initiatives that we're doing at Blue Cross in addition to what we're doing as, you know, as a as a health insurer to improve uh, the health of our members. And then, you know, looking at it from the perspective of the role that food banks play, the role that Medicaid might be able to play, and then bringing all of that together. I, I, I'm, I'm try- i sure, I think that's your responsibility, Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> bringing that all together as the chair of, of the Food Security Council, and, uh, you know, putting that in a, in a, in a uh, solution that makes sense for the governor.
0: Well, I think we're all in it together, and I appreciate that, uh, you know, uh, there's two words that, that again, Jerry says a lot on the show that are absolutely true. Two words that should never go together: children and hunger. But I'm also learning that there's a there's a, other two words that are really a a, a pain in the backside, and that is cost neutral. (laughs) 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 I mean, but uh, that's what what it has to be. We were in conversations with Senator Stabenow recently uh, in in regard to the Child Reauthorization Act, um, a lot of the programs that govern child nutrition. uh, She emphasized to us that these have to be cost neutral, and we know this moving forward in our health care work whether we're talking about waivers or we're talking about Medicare or Medicaid, um, they really do have to be cost neutral. And we think that's part of the value that food banks bring to the conversation. It's because uh, our food bankers are like Jerry and our other uh, you know, six food bankers across the state, they're really great shoppers they get food, you know, really cheap and uh, are able to distribute it in mass. So I think there's a lot of value here that we can, in partnership, that we've been talking about for years and we're gonna continue to talk about and we'll continue it right after this break. So this is Pam Yeager, that's Jerry Brisson, I'm Dr. Phil Knight, and we're back. Come back and be with us. Food first, Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Welcome back, everyone. Pamela Yeager, the director for Social Michigan. Pam, do you like Pam or Pamela? What, Pam what? is great.
1: Yep. Pam. Yeah, Pam. Great.
0: You know, I like you know solid Christian. You know what I'm saying? They're, your full given name. You know, so so I go with I'll go with, yeah, yeah. I, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Pam Yeager, the director for Social Mission got to be a huge responsibility for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and uh, she's our guest today and a member of also of the Governor's Food Security Council and uh, helping lead that health care work group which is so vital. Jerry you've been doing uh, you've been a pioneer really in this in this foray into health care and food security Um, so when you hear Pam talk about the work of the food of the Blue Cross Blue Shield, and you hear her talk about the work of the 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 Food Security Council. What does that do to your spirit? I mean, what are you thinking when you hear that?
2: Well, it's where we hope things go. I mean, there's no question about it. That's the end in mind. Is that we really take a look at. What is the role of healthy food in the treatment plans for patients who have choices to make, right? And so those choices include am I going to need medication or am I not going to need medication, right? I mean, the, the, and, and for many, many chronic diseases like high blood pressure and diabetes, the food you eat has an absolute and direct impact on your health. And so, I would say if I've been a pioneer it's because there were well-worn ruts in the sand already on the conversation around the social determinants of health that we could fit into and sort of, you know, help us help us figure out how do we fit this picture and And for us, the real issue is we distribute a lot of food to a lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people. And many of those people are dependent on this food for long periods of time. And so we wanna make sure that we're contributing to their overall ability to recover from whatever crisis they're having in their life. And people come to see a pantry because they're having some kind of a crisis. And so we don't wanna add to their troubles, right? We wanna make sure that everything we do is fitting into a picture that's going to be the absolute best for the people that we serve. So that's why you know when when Pam talks about the uh, the the integration of this work with the work of healthcare, and even if that takes time, and even if that's a process that's going to have a lot of conversations, and there's got to be systems that catch up to that idea, and you know there's there's you know complicated things to do you start with the first step right and then you take the next step and then you take the next step and eventually it's taken for granted people don't even remember the work that it took to get you there but it starts with those (laughs) steps right you know believe me at the end of this none of us are getting any credit but that's okay we're not in it for the credit right (laughs) we're in it for the people and that's why we do this and so it it totally sends my spirit soaring to know this work is is being in a disciplined way discussed and people are really moving on the next step
1: yeah and i i'm glad that you said that too because it does take steps i think about the work that we're doing at blue cross blue shield of michigan and it's it steps along the way it's you know um it's the work that we're doing to support food banks and the work that we're doing to support free clinics to put food banks into their centers it's the work that we're doing to you know um support food banks and schools or even the work, you know, uh, Jerry, we've partnered with you on, and supporting, you know, efforts to provide refrigeration for individuals who don't have access to cold, cold produce dairy products. Um, so we're taking steps along that way, you know, and I think about even the work that we're doing to, um uh, you know, um, assess our, our our members at Blue Cross and evaluate what their needs are, and trying mm-hmm. to connect them to food and to food pantries and to into gaining access. Those are steps along the way that are really critically important, I think, in the big picture of what we're trying to accomplish. Because there's so many, I we talked about this already. Just the role that everyone has to play in order to help us solve this problem. Because there is no one solution. There is a Medicare wa- or a Medicaid waiver is not going to solve our problem. You know, there's it's going to involve all of us uh, who are stakeholders in this working together to achieve the outcome that we're looking for. And, you know, I it's just a continuation of taking those steps, doing a little bit more. You know, we at Blue Cross are looking at how do we establish a roadmap around social determinants of health and really looking closely at all of those aspects that impact people's health. That is not medical care, right? And so I, I think that I, I, I just, I'm pleased to see the progress that we're making, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's because of the spotlight that the COVID pandemic has really put on um, the impact that people are feeling in terms of you know food access uh, you know or their health in general I just I think that it's just been um, mm-hmm. just a, a highlight of the work that we're doing in terms of helping us guide the work that we want to do and uh, we've been doing this for a long time I said this we've been addressing social determinants of health for many years it's part of the history of our, our it's woven into the fabric of the work that we do for you know more than 80 years so But now I think we're just really being more intentional and looking at, like, how can we do it better? And I think that's really, you know, even the charge of the Food Security Council is asking us, each of us as stakeholders in this process, like, what can we do better? What can we do more of uh, in order to tackle this? So, yeah,
0: well, you know, the other thing that occurs to me is that, you know, the the pandemic did heighten it and and made it real. I mean, we've been experiencing about 50% more need across the state than what we were prior to the pandemic. Um we've we've you know raised our food distributions to about 46% more than we were prior to the the pandemic. But if if uh if you know necessity is the mother of invention, then it must be frustration that aggravates mother because <laughs> <laughs> Because I think that that both leaders in the nonprofit world and also funders are frustrated to a point in regard to a lot of pilots, a lot of programs that address needs in the community, particularly food insecurity but yet how do we how do we create a sustainable um, methodology sustainable funding for some of these pilots and programs that we see make a difference in people's lives but yet sustainability is very difficult when both funders and 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 leaders in a nonprofit world are running from one grant to the next to the next to the next and i think that's part of the frustration that we all sense together that brings us together to say okay how could we structure this in a way that would create opportunity for sustainable uh, funding and therefore impact into the future and I'd like to get both of you guys since Jerry's a nonprofit leader and 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 Pam you're a leader in the funding world for sure to get both of y'all's perspectives on that.
1: You know, sustainability is the million dollar question. I think you know how that's in fact what we're trying to look at through the healthcare work group, like how can we balance the existing environment with something that can become sustainable like you said it's right now it's it's primarily funds that funder you know that the that the uh, foundation community or the, the um that organizations like Blue Cross are, are providing two um, programs community-based programs to support them and they all many of them are pilots and we're trying to evaluate which ones work and which ones make the most sense and even the ones we have a great uh, project that we partnered on uh, with Oakland University the um, Pontiac prescription for health even they great outcomes and they had to go and get some federal funding to continue or they're working with the health endowment fund to continue that program and it's just going on and on so sustainability is certainly the the burning question I think and that's really where we have to look at um, opportunities i think you know for example that's why we're looking at the medicaid waiver as a sustainable source of funding that will allow us to provide Medicaid dollars in a flexible way to provide mm-hmm. benefits to people to address social determinants of health. So that's one way that we do it. Um, and then, you know, there are programs that we rely upon for sustainability like SNAP, right? Like the, we sure. it's, we hope it's going to be there. We advocate for it to be there. Uh, I know, you know, we can have a discussion about how well it's working, but um, it, you know, for the most part, that's a significant way that people obtain access to, to af- affordable food, right? So right. I guess I would say, you know, it's, it is, the million dollar question in our healthcare work group and how we can tackle that problem. But I think overall it requires, I I feel like I keep saying this, it's gonna require All of those pieces I talked about, whether it's a a Medicaid waiver for sustainability in Medicaid, whether it's SNAP dollars, government-funded programs, and the continuation of support from community-based organizations, from foundations who continue to support Mm -hmm. the infrastructure for years to come. So I I think that there's no one answer to sustainability, and I I think we're all going to have to continue to join forces uh, and just move it to the next level in terms of where we can go.
2: So a couple couple sayings and things that attach to that. You know, one of the things that we say is no money, no mission, right? Sustainability yep. <laughs> is all about who's going to pay for it. Well, the person who pays for it is going to be the person who wants to pay for it. It's going to be the person for whom their vested interests, whatever those interests are, are taken care of as a result of paying for it, Right. I mean, it's it. The reason why sustainability is difficult is because you can't have a group over here who wants something and expect a group over there to pay for their needs. It's got to be something where everyone involved has something that they're going to win. So that win doesn't have to be selfish. It can be altruistic on every side, right? So when you look at things like the triple aim of healthcare. You say, there's a huge win for healthcare if we can figure this out. But they can't just dump money in something and say, I hope you figure it out. <laughs> we have to do not only more, we have to do more and better. We have to have researched outcomes. We have to take the steps that we need to take to show not only that it makes a difference, but specifically, who does it make a difference for? How often? What are the conditions that are present that make it work better or worse? And we've got to be rigorous in our discipline as we ask for more because as we get better, we'll get more. So so generally speaking, I think that the the long-term solution to sustainability is getting better at what we do, getting clearer about the impact that we make, being very, very sure that if you do A, you're gonna get B so that the people that wanna invest in it know what they're getting for their investment.
0: Hey everybody, that's Pam Yeager. She is the Director for Social Mission at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Thanks for being with us. But, you know, I I say this sometimes to our guests, um, but it seems most appropriate to say it to you, to say thank you for how you're investing your one handful of life in this mission. It makes a difference. You're making a difference. You're having impact. And we want to say thank you. I appreciate that. Jerry and I will be back to wrap up this edition of Food First Michigan in just a moment. Come back, everyone. Thanks, Jerry. Quick uh, wrap-up here.
2: Yeah, just enough time to say thanks again to Pam. She was great. Hugely important information, and we were excited to have her on the show.
0: Time for a little food for thought, then. Emmett Smith, the Hall of Fame running back for the Dallas Cowboys and a three-time Super Bowl champion, said, We are all born naked, but each of us are fully clothed in potential. And what we want you to take away from this show is that the future is bright full of potential for the blending of food security and healthcare. And you can help us do that by always
2: keeping food first, folks, food first.